0: Hey everyone, welcome, my name is Marilyn Shannon and as always, this is the Breaking Free Show and I'm so excited to have you here today. And as always, I say this every week and I will say this forever, I am honored and delighted that you have chosen to spend your time here with us today. And I take it as a personal fang that each and every week I come here to share with you some of the most interesting people, stories, ideas tools, strategies, philosophies, anything and anything I can get my hands on, my my eyesight on, my ears on, my mouth on, anything and everything that's possible that I can help bring here to you today and each and every week so that we can all break free and just experience love, life, and everything there is to to be offered. So before I get started, I want to say hi to Amnon. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm good, Amnon. And you? I'm fine. Thank you. They said this is going to be the hottest Halloween on record. Kids don't have, kids don't have to put a jacket on; they can go in shorts. You know what? The only Halloween I can ever remember coming from New York was the ones that I always had to wear a coat mm-hmm. and covered up my uh, costumes, and I never I know, could understand that. You can see all the costumes <laughs> now. I can see everything, and I'm going trick or treating with my three grandsons, so I'm very. Well, I don't excited. know about seeing everything, but you can yeah, see the costumes absolutely, absolutely. So listen. I just want to remind you all, throughout the show, you are more than welcome to connect with us on our chat. You can put your name, nickname, whatever you like, right near our video. And there's all kinds of things going on in there now, all kinds of questions and comments and all kinds of stuff, fun things. And you can also call us at 919-518-9773 throughout the show, anytime you like. That's a landline. And also on uh, Skype at computers. That's plural, 2K voice, anytime you like, and you can come in on uh, Skype. So with that, I'm so excited to introduce to you today my friend, Lucetta tuned. Hey! Hello! (laughs) How are you? (laughs)
1: Wonderful. I am so honored to be on your show, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. I'm really excited to have you here. You know, I... It's wonderful because, obviously, having an Internet show, you can have people from all over the world, and we do. Sometimes they're in caves. Sometimes they're in the living room. Sometimes they're on the water, wherever they are. If there's a story and it's something breaking free-ish, we want to bring it to you. But it's really also so exciting when I can sit next to somebody (laughs) that I know that is doing something that I know and I know in my heart, and I know in my head, and I know throughout my entire body is fabulous. And so I want to introduce Lucetta to everybody and tell them who you are. Well, I am Lucetta Zaytun and
1: I am the author of my memoir, It's Already Tomorrow Here. And the tagline is, never underestimate the power
0: of running away because that's what I did, I ran away. And it was the best decision ever. So it's funny because, you know, sometimes we get this thing where we, you know, sometimes you look at something and go, oh, no, messes, oh, no, that's not good. or Running away, can't run away, can't run away. But kind of, you know, when you you sit back and you take a look at things, and I reevaluated myself based on that title, and I said to myself, huh, that's a good thing. It takes a lot of courage and guts to do that. So what did you do? What did you do to run away? Well, What I did is,
1: after raising six children, a life smack hit, which led me to put everything I owned in storage, sell my car, shut down my phone, and travel in developing countries by myself for one year. And when I left on that trip, I didn't feel like it was courageous at all, Marilyn. I felt like I was doing something weak and stupid, and uh, I just ran away to the other side of the world, and um, it wasn't until I was out there and on my own and growing my courage and my strength and healing did I understand just how much of a great idea that
0: actually was. So give us an example of some of the things that you were running away from, because obviously, you know, we we all face so many things in our lifetime, whether it's, You know, relationships, career, children, partners, whatever it is, money issues, and just want to just dump it and go. So give us an example of some of the things that you were running away from.
1: Okay. Well, the biggest thing was that that life smack was after I raised those children and launched them out into the world, my husband fell in love with another woman. And I just freaked out. I mean, all those years of raising all those children, I you know, I sat on boards, I volunteered, I did all kinds of things. But I didn't save anything back for me. I didn't hold on to any kind of a career. I had nothing for me. I did not even know who I was, not as a spouse or mother, because the first time I married, I was 20 and then started having children. So really, I was running away. From this fear of not even knowing who I was. And I felt like that was something I couldn't figure out here. I didn't think I could heal here in Raleigh. I felt like I had this aha moment that the kids were grown and gone. And I didn't have to stay. So I felt like it was my only option at the moment to heal.
0: You know, it's, it is interesting because so often people choose all different ways of running away whether it's a drink whether it's cigarettes whether it's a pill whether it's food it's this it's that it's getting on a plane it's you know closing down your phone i mean all kinds of ways and i guess i want to say that whatever almost whatever you have to do is almost okay right? yes
1: and and i encourage people you know you don't actually have to go to the other side of the world for a year and run away. A running away could be even a weekend to somewhere where you've never been before and even go by yourself and even an afternoon of leaving your electronics and going and sitting somewhere and just being with yourself. But one of the things I believe that scares people about this is in our culture, we don't slow down long enough to talk to ourselves. And many people are afraid of what might come up if they do a runaway like that. But once you get to the other side of that, once you do talk with yourself and do the inner work, on the other side of that is
0: complete freedom. Complete freedom. Yeah, and and to be willing to look at it. And to be able to look at the feelings and the releases that you have along the way. So that you, you know, the more you do it, the more you realize, wow. You know, I can give myself a pat on the back. I can appreciate myself for doing this, and that's very important. And one of the things I said to uh, Lucetta when we got started is, "There anything that you don't want to talk about?" Because I want to honor, you know, this woman, this beautiful woman. And she said, "No, nope, I'm an open book." So it's and, and we are all here for each other. That's what I love about the world we live in today. being able to do an internet show like this, is that we are all here together to pick up from each other's stories, experiences, and so forth, because, you know, I mean, we learn from each other. Stories are where we where we connect and where we find our humanity. So tell us a, a little bit more, or a lot more, about some of the things that you were running from. That okay. was kind of a built, I mean, would you, okay, let me ask you this. Was there a buildup of things, or, or and that was the straw? or what, or did you rip, re- go ahead.
1: Um, no, there wasn't a buildup. I mean, I thought our marriage was good and I was actually excited because I was like, oh, the children are grown. We can have a normal life. <laughs> we can spend time together, you know, but then the marriage crashed in a second and it was over and done with, can't fix it, can't take it back. And honestly, I, I panicked, I think. And so my runaway was really because I didn't even know who I was, not as a spouse or a mother. I had no identity of my own. And so really, I had to go find out who I was. Now I was going to move into this next season of my life and try to decide what I was going to do for a career after that. And how could I even do that, not even knowing who I was? So I was... I, What actually happened is I ended up, without realizing it, I was running to rather than running from.
0: And what what I was running to was myself. So we take one step at a time. And sometimes when we're running to something, all we can do is that one step. That takes us to the next step. That takes us to the next step. That takes us to the next step, right? Yes. So Chris is asking the question on the chat. Once you, I think she means once you started running away, what was like the first question that you asked yourself? Oh,
1: that's a good one. Um, I would say the first question I asked myself when I started running is, is this completely crazy? Am I out of my mind to go do this?
0: To go travel by myself? Had you ever traveled by yourself before?
1: No. No. And it is, it is such a rewarding experience because you're free to, to move and
0: travel and do as you want. At your own pace. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Nobody to, nobody to answer to, nobody to ask, nobody to say do you want to eat this or do you want to eat that? Do you want to stay here? When do you want to go? Nothing. Well,
1: and you know, that was the interesting thing about making this decision to leave because all of a sudden, I didn't have to consult anyone. <laughs> I mean, my whole adult life, every decision I'd ever made involved seven other people. And, um, and that was one of the things that was really scary for me that I had to figure out as well. And that was how to make decisions solely for me. I didn't even know how
0: to make a decision. So how did you start? I mean, you know, what was the first thing you did? Was it first to say, I'm leaving, I'm packing my bags and I'm going? Yes, that was the very first
1: thing. Because I had that aha moment and I stood up and I went, wait a minute, I don't have to stay here. So the first questions were, well, then where would I go? And what's something I love to do? And when I was a youth leader, I always took the kids on mission trips. And so I always wanted to volunteer long-term in a developing country. So I thought, well, I will go and start there and give myself some time to heal and and hopefully figure out what I'm going to do
0: with the rest of my life. So here's the other thing, I think, is to take it a step at a time, not to try to maybe for all of you out there that might be thinking about taking off or even for a little while, it's not to look at the whole thing and say, okay, i got to do all of this. It's to take it a step at a time and start with something regardless of where it is. Even if it's, you know, you want to get away for an afternoon. You don't have to get away for a week. You know, you don't have to run to another country. You can go to another city. You know, take it a step at a time. So on our chat, laura is asking so lucetta how did it feel when you could be lovingly selfish ah
1: that is a great question because i wrestled with that out there feeling like and i wrestled with that before i left because my children were heartbroken about the whole thing and they still needed me and or felt like they still needed me and so i really wrestled with this is really selfish and Actually, there's a story in the book when I was talking to my daughter, and I felt like it was divinely inspired because she was begging me to stay. And and I said for the first time ever in my life, I said the words, Mariah, I really need to do this for me. And she understood, and I went. But what I know now after giving myself self-care and and paying attention to me and finding the authentic me is that now I have even more to give Mm -hmm. you know self care and is not selfish really the more time and attention you pay to your own desires and your dreams and your wishes and line your life up with your passions the more you have to give Mm
0: -hmm. the more space you have have, I mean how do you know what it is until you do it with yourself here's a a quote that Chris just put into the chat if you build the guts to do something anything then you better save enough to face the consequences Chris Jamie, I think is how it's pronounced so you decide to do this and it's a lot it takes as a mother as a grandmother it takes a lot of guts to do what you did And I really, 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 really honor you for doing that because it does take an extraordinary amount of, you know, just get up and go and, you know, reflection and love for everybody what you did. So you pack your bags, you know where you're going, and you, did you plan any of the trip ahead of time or you just went? Well, initially...
1: I decided that I would, go to, I would go to Costa Rica first because I felt like once I left the country, I was going to have a meltdown of epic proportions. And I thought, well, where better to do that than in paradise, right? And I'd always wanted to immerse in Spanish, so I lived with a Costa Rican family and immersed in Spanish for a month. And then I got TEFL certified, which is teaching English as a foreign language while I was in Costa Rica because I felt like wherever I ended up on the planet, I could always support myself, you know, earn an income by teaching English. And so then I had the plan to go to Africa. And I was a little concerned, dropping into that big, huge continent as a woman alone, and so I decided to go in with an organization to volunteer, and the organization is called Cross-Cultural Solutions. And they house you and feed you, and they match your resume with organizations. And so every day from 8 to 12, I would go volunteer and give to Africa. And in the afternoon, Africa would give to us. They brought in Swahili teachers, which is how I learned the language. Um, They did all kinds of things with us to teach us about Africa every afternoon. And so I did that for three months. And then at the end of that... I had to be somewhere so I just started traveling and from that point on there was no plan. I just moved every couple of days still in search of my next season or what I was going to do or I thought I was going to fall in love with a people or a group or a cause and just stay indefinitely.
0: So there's a lot of experiences that you had throughout the book and throughout the the year that you were away. And we want to highlight some of those. But my, my one big question that I want to ask you in this moment is what was the greatest thing that you learned? Oh, wow.
1: The greatest thing that I learned. I would say pushing through my fears. Pushing past fear. Just taking action. Action often conquers fear. And because what I also learned is when you push past fear and you do something courageous, it also raises your self-confidence. I mean, your self-confidence just goes up. You're like, wait a minute, I did that. I did that. So there, there are numerous ways that it brings you up and that it turns out to be wonderful.
0: And how do you keep reminding yourself now that you're done? Well, not done, I shouldn't say now that you're back and you've written the book, and certainly you're in the energy of the book, so how do you remind yourself of what you've accomplished?
1: Well, actually, reminding myself is how I was able to write the book, because, um, you know, there's a lot of fears around writing a memoir, putting your all your vulnerabilities out there for the whole world to see, and um, I would get really scared about sitting down, and I would remind myself, wait a minute you jumped off the world's highest bungee bridge, even though you were deathly afraid of heights. If you can do that, you can certainly sit your butt down and type some words. So that was, a, it's a huge reminder. I go back to that often to many of the things that I experienced and the things that I made it through out on that trip are what pushed me forward now because it makes everything here kind of pale in comparison and I'm like, okay, you did that, you can definitely do this.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think we also have to take a look at the, the actions we take, the emotional experiences that we have, and say, look, if you went through this, if you felt this, if you had this occur, then you can do this. And we also, obviously, take our lessons from other people. If And certainly, this is a beautiful, strong, courageous woman, but but I'm hoping you're saying, because I am, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, you can do it. That's the point, right? Exactly. I don't
1: have any Thanks. superpowers that anyone else had, you know. And I thought about this myself. I was When I had the fears about traveling, especially in Africa alone, I actually thought about that. I said, wait a minute. Other women have lived there and traveled there alone, and they don't have superpowers. If they can do it, I can
0: do it. So what, I mean, I know that the, you were abducted, because I saw that. Now, what, how, what was that about? Because that would freak me out completely. It's freaking me out just asking you the <laughs> question. <laughs> what was that? Well,
1: <laughs> that was, um, I was crossing the border between Tanzania and Malawi. I was getting to the border, and um, ended up in a taxi, and the story is in the book, but I ended up in a taxi with two men, which I did not want to do, but there was no other option at the moment. And um, so I, I knew that the hostel I was staying in was close by, but they kept driving and driving and driving. And actually the man sitting in the back seat with me who arranged the whole thing, slipped money, some Tanzanian shillings up to the driver and said in Swahili, keep driving. And I went on alert because They didn't know I knew how to speak Swahili. He had no idea. I knew what he said. And um, because I spoke Swahili at that time, I was able to talk my way out of it. And the driver eventually turned around and took me back to the hostel. What did you say? (laughs) What could you... I mean, I can't even talk my way out of a ticket. Okay. All (laughs) right. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you the story then. We'll just get real here. Yeah. So what happened is he was sitting with me in the back seat and um, I kept saying, you know, I'm going to the Moravian Hostel. I'm a Moravian. They know I'm coming. They'll be looking for me. I kept trying to, to do it that way. And he put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, have peace. And then he slipped his hand down my shirt onto my breast and his other hand down my pants. And then I knew exactly what this was all about, and I freaked out, and I said, in Swahili, I yelled, I am your grandmother, and um, I knew that this young man had no way of figuring out how old I, a white woman was, and um, I, so I told him I was his grandmother, and the driver was shocked, they were both shocked that I spoke Swahili, and um, so he, I took his hands and like slid him back over, and sarcastically he goes, grandmother and so in Swahili I said 50 years old so what I was trying to do is I because I was thinking in my head okay what do you know about their culture what what can you do here think fast so I knew the respect that they had for the elderly and their culture and I also was just trying to maybe like gross him out at the thought of being with his grandmother and um, so fortunately it worked and then I said in Swahili, I said, drive me to the hostel now. And that is when the driver said, indio which is yes,
0: and turned around and went back. <laughs> That's and, how it happened. Oh, wow, that is a big story. That is a big story. You know, in, in, in relationship to the whole story, when did that happen? That happened about halfway through. And you didn't give up? The story. No
1: what did that story do for you it actually gave me a lot of confidence and right after that the next morning as i was walking across the border from tanzania to malawi it's a long walk across a bridge and they call it no man's land and there were all kinds of men like swarming me like paparazzi trying to get me to change my money with them and hire them to take me across the border and this and that and the other. It was all scam. And I knew that because I had consulted my Lonely Planet book ahead of time. And so because I talked my way out of that abduction, I had this newfound, like, confidence and courage. And so I got in their face and told them all. (laughs) I was like, I yelled, Hapana Acha, which is a very rude way to say stop never would have thought I would have ever used that. And backed them down and told them, you can't even take me across the border because you can't go to the other border, so don't give me that. There's a bank right on the other side, so I don't have to change my money with you. And I backed them all down. And what that did for me, you know, I'm a sweet, compliant Southern girl. And that person just came out in me. And and since then, I found that I can speak up for myself now. And I can be brave when it serves.
0: That's what it did for me. Incredible. Um, I, mean, I have goosebumps, and I know <laughs> lots of people on the chat do, do also. So I see several questions, so I'm going to get to them now, okay? Uh, Laura said, so can you give me an example of how you are continuing U.S. self-care now that you're home. Oh, good question. Um, well, I
1: physically I'm a runner, so physically I take care of myself and do yoga. Uh, I take time out for meditation and contemplation. Um, I spend time with my friends and family, which just fills me up. I have very high values for relationship and community. And I also say yes when I mean yes. In the past, I would say yes when I really meant no. But now, I know that it's even more beneficial if you say yes when you really only when you really mean
0: yes. That's a beautiful lesson. I mean, that's really, that's extremely valuable. Because a lot of times we talk about how to say no. We don't always talk about how to say yes, and that's that's critical. So here is a question from Chris. Did you stay in contact with your children, friends, and loved ones while you were away?
1: Yes, I did. Um, Skype was just kind of coming on the scene as something that people were beginning to do. And um, so I was able to Skype numerous times and email when I had electricity and internet at the same time. I was able to either Skype or email, and so I was able to stay in contact with my children, and they were devastated when I left, but they understood, and I just had that conversation with Mariah, back to that conversation was, you know, rely on each other, you have each other, take care of each other, and numerous things did happen while I was out, And those stories are in the book, too. And they did take care of each other. Even though they were on the East Coast and the West Coast and in four different states, they still took care of each other. And that was just a a beautiful thing that came out of it. And what they say now is they feel like they are stronger and they are more in love
0: with each other for the experience. Mm -hmm. So it worked well for everybody. I mean, when we do the right thing... And we're we're doing the right thing. It works for everybody. What I'd like you to do is hold up your book, because we haven't done that yet, have we? I did it at the very beginning. Oh we did the very beginning. Let's do it again. There it is. Lovely. It's already tomorrow here.
1: Never underestimate the power of running away. And everybody can get the book where? You can get the book on Amazon and it's you can get it in paperback, ebook, and now it is available in Audible. And I read the story, so I am the narrator.
0: Cool. So let me just remind everybody, and I know we have more questions, so I'm gonna to get to that, but I also wanna remind everyone that please feel free to call in if you want to talk to Lucetta anytime at 919-518-9773, or you can connect on Skype, and that's computers, that's plural, the number 2K voice, and again, on the chat. And if you'd like to say hello and send her your love, give us a call. So let's see. Let me get to another question. Uh, This is Suziani. After you lived through such a remarkable experience and transformation, how do you top that? Or do you? Or do you need to?
1: Oh, that's a good question, too. Um, I don't know that I would need to top it because I don't feel like I need to run away again. I mean, now I have a life that I love so much. There's no way I would want to run away again. But I still have an adventurous spirit. And this summer, well, I finished writing the book in the spring. And I learned that you nowadays you don't just write a book and publish. You write a book, promote it for three months, and then have a launch party. So the thought of sitting in front of my computer spamming people all summer That was such a soul crusher for me, I couldn't do it. I I thought I'd rather go meet people in person. So the adventurous spirit in me showed up again so I put a tent and a sleeping bag in the back of my car and I rolled around the entire perimeter of the United States for the summer, meeting people in person. It was 33 cities, 75 days, 13,000 miles. But what that did is that I honored my values of relationship, community, adventure, and freedom. And if I had sat in front of my computer all summer, I would have been hating myself at the end of the summer. And I had such an amazing time while out there. So many miracles happened on that trip, and I actually saw people and took videos with them um, that I met while out on that trip in Africa and
0: Thailand and Costa Rica. You mean Americans that you met? Yes. Oh, how wonderful. You know, it's so, when you, it's so interesting and um, it's so rewarding to listen to, to you speak about all of this for me because I love the fact that when you follow your heart, everything just, more things, I won't say everything, but more things work out in accordance to what you want and who you are right? Yes, exactly. In fact, if you say
1: yes to your passions and your purpose in life, all you have to do is say yes. And like you were saying earlier, then you just take the next best step. And without having it all planned out, because what that does is that leaves room for the miracles and the magic to show up and happen. Like, for example, two days after I decided to do this crazy summer trip, A friend of mine in London posted on Facebook and he goes, hey Raleigh, anybody need a house sitter for the summer? I was like, what? Are you kidding? So I hit him up on WhatsApp and he needed to be home the exact 90 days that I was going to be out and he, so he took care of my house and my belongings and he paid my full rent. So that whole trip financially was a win-win because I could use that money for my gas,
0: my campsites, and my food. So you, li- you, so you literally stayed in campsites. And did you book yourself along the way, <laughs> or did you just say, I'm going to Kalamazoo, and you went there, and then you went to a book. I mean, how did you do it? Well, actually, I
1: know lots of people in most all of those states. So it turned out I didn't have to camp all that much, because I would tell them I was coming to their town, and they'd go, I want to have a book reading for you. I'm going to have a house party, and you're not camping. You're staying with me. So it turned out to just be a beautiful reunion um, with so many people that I know and love all over. And that was just miracle after miracle. Um, One of the biggest miracles that happened on that trip is one of the stories in my book is about the tragic death of one of my daughters. And um, so here I was reading that story, telling her story all around the country. And when I got to San Francisco, where my two of my children are, um, a man showed up at the reading. And it turns out he worked for us 34 years ago when I had baby Leah. And he knew her, worked for us, And then he knew us and was there when she died. So he was at this reading. He got to meet Ford and Mariah, my two children that I had after she died. And he was able to tell them first-person stories of their sister that they never got to meet. I
0: mean, this is what I'm saying. If you say yes, oh, oh I'm for oh. crimp now, man. I am. I, I, I'm not. I just looked at each other, and I just got all over. Uh, but this is what I'm saying.
1: If you say yes to your purpose and your values and your passions, unbelievable things can happen in your life. You don't have to know anything more than the next step. Because the next step will inform the next, which will inform the next, which will inform the next, and it leaves room for the
0: miracles. And there, I know this sounds redundant, and you have probably heard some of this over and over and over again. But when you do, when we do, when I do, when we all do what she's doing and what she's done and what we're talking about, there is such peace and surrender in that and life, that's why I do this show. That is exactly why we do the show, is that so that we can see this and that we we don't have to make life so complicated. Not that things along the way are not, I mean, there's going to be things to to teach us. I mean, you have the death of a child. That's not, you didn't do something to create that. There are things that happen to us. Whatever reason, I don't know, I can't make it all up. But we learn from all these experiences.
1: Yes, and actually what I learned, have come to in my long life full of different tragedies and is what I know now is that everything that happens in our lives is actually perfect. Even though perfect doesn't always feel good, it it can be messy, it can be extremely painful, Mm But ultimately, it is always moving us forward. It is growing our souls. And if we get to the other side of it, I mean, how many times have we looked back and said, oh, that's exactly why that needed to happen. So I do believe it is all perfect. And there is a real peace and freedom in understanding that, such that now when I get into a tragedy, I remind myself of that. And it makes it even easier, even though it's, it's painful.
0: So I have a, a suggestion, which I've often spoken about before on the show, and that's about listening backwards. I think, I mean, I'm a listener freak. It's a lot of what I like to do. But I think listening backwards, listening to the events, situations, your life backwards, is, it tells us so much of where we are of why we are, you know, and, and, and so much of what we can learn, of how I'm sitting in this chair and how we're all together in this moment. I mean, I'd love for everybody, in a, in, in a, just in a few seconds, to sit back and say to yourself, why are you here now? Why did you choose to turn on today? Whether you are a dear friend of Lucetta, maybe you've never seen her before, maybe you've never seen me before, whatever the reason, sit for just a second and think to yourself, why are you here in this today? Why are you one of the chosen ones? Right. So once again,
1: beautiful.
0: Well, it just hit me that we're all here listening to this, this story, and you know, I, I'm sure many of you out there have read Eat, Pray, Love. I did, and I'm and famous, famous book. Elizabeth Gilbert. A lot of uh, freedom from reading that book occurred. And I'm, 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 your book has a similar thing, but extremely different, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes. Uh, I have had several friends say it's eat, pray, love on steroids. <laughs> but my dream for this book is that people will see themselves in many of these situations, because there's literally something in here for everyone, that people will see themselves relate to these situations and find hope and evidently so far that is what's happening because i get emails and texts daily of people who have been inspired by this who related to a situation who are thinking outside of the box now and wanting to live a more courageous life and so to me i mean there's just there's nothing better that i could hear as an author that that people are finding hope in their own lives.
0: And there you go. You know, when you look back, when you listen backwards and you listen to your life and experiences, as Lucetta has, even if it's all just for this very moment where somebody, one of you out there is listening to this and going through something or has been through something or you're looking for a little bit more permission to do something, everything we do is for whatever current moment we're in.
1: Yes, and I'll I'll give an example of listening back, too, and I love that term, Marilyn. You can have it. Can I? (laughs) I'd love to grab that one. Um, And that is, and I talk about this in the book as well, um, when my marriage crashed in that second, um, I was so devastated because I thought I had been a good wife and a good mother and I thought we were good. But now, you know, after that trip or during that trip, I realized had it not happened in that over-and-done-with, can't-fix-it, can't-take-it-back way, I would have clung and clawed to that marriage. I never would have let that go. And he would have been miserable, and that might have made me miserable, and we would have just gone to our death miserable. So what I understand now is it had to happen in that way for me to move forward in my life and live out my purpose And create a life that I truly, truly love.
0: Beautiful. So here's a question from Laura, which is one of my favorite. I mean, they're all great questions. But this one holds true to me. And she said, at what moment did you relinquish your fear of heights before you took the bungee jump? Because I, I too, am petrified of heights and have done things even though I'm petrified of heights I did them anyway, but I'm still petrified of heights. But I still do it anyway. What What did you do? Talk, how did you prepare yourself? Well, and this story
1: is in the book as well, um, and I'll just give you a little snippet of it. Um, I got off of a bus at a hostel in South Africa, in Storms River, South Africa. And there was other one other young man who got off the bus with me, and we were the only ones in the hostel because it was off-season. And he says, hello, my name is Julian. And I'm like, hi, I'm Lucetta. I have a daughter named Julian. She goes by Tessa. And um, I said, she's 24. And he goes, I'm 24. So all this connection started happening. And then he goes, are you going to do it? Are you going to jump? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And he was like, why not? It's the world's highest bungee bridge. How can you pass this up? And I was like, easy. I am not crazy. And I am deathly afraid of heights. But then he looked up at me with these eyes and something happened that had not happened to me in months. My, the neurons fired into mother mode. And he looked up at me and he was like, please don't make me go alone. I can't do this by myself. Please say you'll go with me. So I freaked out. If there had been one other person in the hostel, I could have convinced them, or perhaps if this was the second highest bungee bridge in the world, maybe I could talk him out of it. But neither of those were true and couldn't keep me from confronting myself yet again. So I decided that I would go with Julian as far as I could go. And if I took him all the way to the end, and I was like, I'm never gonna jump, there's no way, but I'll go with him all the way, but I'm not jumping. But once we got there, And this story is in the book, too. There was a long wire cage walkway that had been built along the base of the jump that we had to walk on to get out to the jump, which meant you could see all 216 meters down, which is the equivalent of a 60-story building. And while on that walk, I started getting nauseous. I was like, Julian, what have you gotten us into? And at one point, I decided, I put my hands up like, horse blinders at a race, willing myself to only look forward so I wouldn't pass out or get sick. And the moment I did that, my only ever reoccurring childhood dream came back to my mind for the first time since I was probably five. And that was a dream of flying. Flying with my arms stretched out, flying over houses and mountains. And all of a sudden, I realized in a moment, This was my one and only ever opportunity to actually fly. And so in that one second, my perspective shifted from being a victim. Oh, I got to go do this for him. I can't do this. I'm afraid of heights to being the creator of a brand new story. And that switch happened in a minute. And so, of course, when I got up there, they called my number first. I was like, Julian. And, but that was good, because I didn't have time to renege on that new instantaneous dream. So I went right up, and I flew. And you can now watch the video on my website and on my YouTube channel. You can actually watch me jumping off the bridge. But that is how it happened, and it was divinely inspired that that dream came back to me in that second and it did so much for me in fact people will say what was your most like life transforming time in africa and or on that trip and what i really want to say is i saved a busload of african orphans but no what it really was was jumping off that bungee bridge and facing my one of my biggest fears head on in the biggest way and i am not afraid of heights at all i could Climb up to the top of the studio right now and jump off. I'd have no problem with it at all.
0: There's no bungee, though. <laughs> wow. There's no bungee, but, you know, maybe I'll just fly. I'll just fly for real. <laughs> so here's another a question. Did you have any lapses of your truths during your trip?
1: Any lapses of your my truths? Um, yes. I mean, I was, I was constantly having to remind myself of the courageous things I had done, of the things that I had experienced, of moving forward. I mean, and this is in the book, too. I kind of go back and forth a lot. Um, You know, even when I, I did run into one of my stepsons in Thailand. We traveled for a week or so together, which was just beautiful. And I did lapse back into that mother mode and trying to be liked and nice and southern girl and, and all of that and that and that really concerned me because I was trying to hold on to my authentic identity that I had now, you know that had now blossomed up. So yes, it it was um, it was a journey to hold
0: on. So who is Lucetta? Oh my goodness, Marilyn <laughs> I'm sorry. It just
1: hit me. Um, Lucetta is a person who now loves absolutely every single human being on this planet. Because now I see straight to people's soul. I don't see the exterior anymore. And I see their potential. And mm, I... My whole being is about giving people hope in their lives. That's, that's who I am now. And, you know, I'm a little crazy and adventurous and sometimes inappropriate, and that's all the authentic
0: me too. <laughs> and and I, I love those real moments that I experience even with myself. When I'm in front of a group of people or I'm standing somewhere and my mouth works faster than my head, maybe. But maybe my mouth is, is like a puppet on a string and it's being it's, it's supposed to do that stuff. And I'm like, oh, how did I say that? But then I just know that if my mouth works faster than my head, it's supposed to. <laughs>
1: well. I would imagine that
0: you're being your authentic self. I am
1: being my, o- yes. And that's a part of the breaking free. Yes. When you claim your authentic self and you live fully as you, first of all, it's complete freedom. Mm-hmm. And second of all, what what you find is those are actually the
0: things that people love about you the yes. most. And trust. And yes. when you do those, the, when you are being that way, and it's not. Initially, it's not easy. Oh, not it's not always easy to be the, on the skinny branch, to be different. It's not a, always easy just to, you know, to 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 leave your children. I mean, how easy that is! Hard, 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 hard to do. It's you know that's hard. But it's not always easy. But the reward. I mean, when we are listening, the reward is. Extraordinary.
1: Yes. Taking that difficult path to find yourself is not always easy. You're right. And
0: it is always worthwhile. <laughs> We're having it a religious experience. <laughs> so now, do you know Laura R? Or... Yes. Okay. I imagine. Okay. So Laura's asking a really good question now, and it is, did you have any love interests on your trip?
1: Um, yes, actually. Um, I was kind of seeing someone as I left, and that story's in the book. Uh, and then when I got to Costa Rica, um, I ended up kind of in a relationship with a Costa Rican there, which I was really trying not to be in that relationship, but he was luring me in, and it turned out that was a controlling relationship, and my first marriage was abusive. This is also in the book, and but the second marriage was was wonderful, but here I was, you know, single again for the first time, and it's and it's 30 years later from that abuse, and I fall right back into getting myself into a controlling relationship again, and so there's a story of how I got out of that as well, so... That love interest,
0: but after that, then, no. I was like, okay, no, I'm going to be on this trip for me. So here's the thing, along these ways, along these trips that we take, the, the, the running away trips or whatever the trip is that we have to take, is, is to love yourself, not to beat yourself up along the way. It's to love yourself for the hesitation, for even, you know, re-seeing an old story as a reminder, because it is building our strength, our backbone. It is reminding us of how far we've come. And it's and giving her credit for seeing the red, the, the flag, the orange flag, the red flag, whatever color flag it was, to be able to see these things and to say, okay, that's what it looks like. Thank you very much. Not interested, moving on, but to be able to know and not to beat yourself up, to be loving, Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And
1: that was one of the other things that came about as, you know, going through that journey is I was really able to make peace with my past and not to beat myself up anymore for those decisions that I thought were stupid or or bad decisions, but to get to find peace and make peace with that, that I, I made the best decisions that I could at the time with the information that I had at the time. But, yes, all of my past came back. It showed up in that one year. In fact, one of the people at my reading said, it's almost like you relived your whole life again in that one year because all of these different tragedies and things in my life showed up on this trip in a way that I couldn't run from it again. So it was an opportunity, like you said, Marilyn, to look back and relearn and reprocess. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and and that's our life if we're willing to look at it and, you know, I had a friend once say, when I was going through um, my my first separation, my only separation, was that it was going to put hair on my chest. And it did. And I look at it and I go, thank you. Thank you. Because I ended up having to do things, find myself in different scenarios. And, you know, even when I look back now, would I have wanted to do, have done some of those things? Maybe not, but I'm so grateful for them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I thank God for them, you know? Yes, because it, it moved you forward, it and it was forward. growing your soul. Yep, I would not be who I am today if it were not for those hair-rising experiences from my chest.
1: <laughs> yes, and I would go through every single moment of all the despair and tragedy, everything in my life, all over again, to be where I am today. Hmm.
0: So once again, we are, you know, coming down to the wire. So if you would like to call in, we would more than welcome you. 919-518-9773. And then again, it's computers, plural, 2K voice. And we are talking to Lucetta Zaytun. And she has this fabulous book that is a memoir about her life, that she lived for a year, but it's more than that. It's a lifetime. It's a book about a lifetime. And it certainly is a guide and a a strength for all of us. So I highly recommend that you uh, find it, read it, listen to it, and enjoy it. And as you can tell, uh, Lucette is the kind of um, human that when you do, you reach out and she'll reach back, won't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I love to hear from... Feedback from people who have read the book, Um, yes, I would love to have conversations with you if it's touched you and helped you in any way or stirred up something in you in Mm. any way. I would love to be in contact,
0: yes. So Laura is asking another really great question, and is there a a certain book or a book that had inspired you? Well,
1: Eat, Pray, Love did Mm. inspire me to come up with this, and that's mentioned in here as well. So my, I was telling my brother, and he said, you're going to do one of those eat, sit, love things like that Gilbert woman? <laughs> and I started laughing, and I said, close enough. Yes, she inspired me to think outside of the box.
0: So is there something now that from where you are, so you've had this extraordinary experience, you've written this memoir, is there something that is at the tip of your tongue of what you want to do next? Someplace you want to go an experience you want to have?
1: Well, my dreams now are that because I'm a coach and a speaker, my dream now is that this book may be a platform for more speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. I'd love to speak more internationally and more speaking engagements because I believe it. I can have an impact on more people's lives that way more people that hear about this book and
0: and hear the things that have happened. So I mean that's my dream. Well, tell everybody where they find you. If they have if they have those opportunities, they know where those opportunities are, they can recommend those opportunities. So where how do they find you? Right.
1: Well, you can find me at my website www.lucettazaytune.com I'll spell that for you dot ncom um, You can email me at lz at And on my website, um, there are ways to contact me. If you would like for me to speak at an event, or if you're in a book club and you read my book, I'd love to Skype in with you when you have the discussion. Um, there's also on my website talking about coaching if you like to be coached by me, you can contact me there as well. And Marilyn, if I could ask a favor, Um, if you do read the book or listen to it on Audible, I would really appreciate it if you would write a review on Amazon because evidently reviews are everything now and that's what spreads the word. And I am so passionate about starting this movement of people going bold in their lives and finding their own authentic identity,
0: getting back to themselves. So. Terrific. Yeah, that's great. And, I, and you know, audacious, selfish um, marketing is key because in the world of social media and how we get to do it, we get to help each other, pass the word. So I think that's fabulous, and I would love for you to say in there that you heard her on the Breaking Free Show. (laughs) So more people will come and listen to us too, and I've never said that to anybody before, but I'm saying it to you right now. So write the review, and you know, spread it, and we would love, and you're on Facebook, right? Yes, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram,
1: LinkedIn, and it's all under my name. So you can look me up. On Facebook, it's It's Lucetta Zaytun slash Already Tomorrow here. That's how you'll find that page.
0: Already Tomorrow. Love it. Yes. So in closing, what would you like to leave with our audience? I would like to say
1: I love you already. You are a human being so full of your own magnificence and let it shine. Just let it shine. You'll be amazed at what happens when you do. Mm-hmm. Don't step it down anymore.
0: I think those are beautiful words. And, you know, this idea that it's already tomorrow, that you can already get through it, it's already a day ahead. What else What else? You, can you say about the title?
1: Well, the title actually started when I was Skyping with my father. I was in Thailand. And he said, well, I better let you go so you can get some sleep. And I was like, no, pa, it's already tomorrow here. (laughs) And it's gorgeous. The future looks bright. Mm -hmm. So that's where it originally came from. But then also there's a piece, I love how it's multi-layered because there's a piece about, um, you know, in our culture, we are already living in tomorrow. We are so focused on our to-do list and our shoulds that we can't really be present. And so in our culture it's already tomorrow here mm-hmm. and then the last piece was when i was out on that trip i was living i was living in tomorrow and i was afraid of what it would be like to live in the reality of today
0: and that's great cuz it's all the same <coughs> thing anyway isn't it so yes. with that i want to thank you so much for being here really thank you for having me i am i am honored well it was a pleasure and I look forward to hearing from you about all the people that you connect with, and people from our show and from the wild blue yonder that find you, connect with you, and love your book. And I look forward to hearing about their travels and what people are doing, and spread the hope. That's the idea. So yes. I want and, and freedom. That's it. It's all about freedom, and we, yes. and it's just it's ours for the taking, really. So with that, I want to thank you all for being here. Join us again next week. We love you. I love you. And go out and have a wonderful day. See you very soon. You're attuned to the Nissan Communications Network. Our weekly lineup of call-in programs includes Computers 2K Now with Amnon Nissan, My Life, My Will with Gisela Carlo, The Tanya Love Show, Help Thin with Debbie Brook, Breaking Free with Marilyn Shannon, Triangle Be Well with Howard Jacobson, Lunch and Learn with Rabbi Yisrael Cutler, Lessons of Vietnam with NCVVI members, Current Affairs with Amnon Nissan, and if you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it in the archives section on Communications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Sponsored by Atomos.com, makers of quality video recorders and converters, carolinaapparel.com, and deltaforce.net.